everyone, this is Yuzar Rolf and this is The Female Angle. With me today is Zermeen. Zermeen is a visual artist who likes to express her art through spirituality. She's also a tarot card reader and many more things that we will get into. So, Zermeen. Yuzar. How are you doing today, Zermeen? I'm good, I'm good. Um, how's it going? It's going well. <laughs> It's not like I've done this before. <laughs> so, um, Zermeen, I wanted to talk to you about stories. I'll just rephrase. Basically, I want to talk about how stories can be healing for a lot of people. And I just want to be grateful for the moment that we have and the grateful for the opportunity that, you know, we are getting a platform to tell our stories because a lot of people don't. A lot of people from the marginalized communities don't. And stories can have a healing impact. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, that day um, I had this housemate who was at my house. And just the fact that I was listening to her stories um, really put a smile on her face. So I just want to start off from that about how stories can be a form of healing mm -hmm. and how your story has progressed into that. So, please. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, just to, like, start off, I think that stories I think one end of it is like sharing and you know growing through whatever we experience but then also like you said having someone to listen on the other end mm -hmm. and kind of receive that um that the timeline we go through you know and the um because being heard is such an important thing and if we don't get that um that's it just a lot of people don't get that so yeah I people understand. undermine being yeah. heard I don't know why just yeah it's a very simple human compassion, just listening. Yeah. But I feel like as we're progressing in this hyper-technological era, mm. or like, you know, just like, just an era with constant distractions, because yes. I feel like this era has been the most distracted era. And like, you know, as we're progressing, our attention spans are just getting lower, we're getting more distracted. So really, I feel like listening has become just such a rare sport to practice. Yeah. And um, yeah, just like, it's just, it's something I think that we could be mindful of. Yeah. So, Zermeen, um, you spoke about how you wanted to talk about art and um, how it, how art is spiritual for you. Uh, so, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, art and spirituality are very, it's a very tied in process for me. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that my art comes out, I just sort of, like, it's changed and evolved over time, of course. Mm -hmm. And I've, I started off drawing when I was really young mm -hmm. and I would just draw on the walls and like Cute. just mess up the house. <laughs> and um, my mom would get angry, but she was also happy that I like, you know, expressed myself. Mm -hmm. And I was given that like sense of security to do that, which I'm really happy about and grateful for. But I think like um, as I went on and had some more um, darker experiences and I don't want to like, I highlight this to like to kind of tie into the spiritual aspect not so mm -hmm. much like I don't think it's necessary to like go through really deep dark things to like make really meaningful art mm. you know because there interesting the, there's like a yeah. there's a thing around that where like okay you have to be really sad yeah. and then make your art and like do it this way and it's like it, I don't I think art is so it's subjective and it's got so many layers to it um, but when I um, when I did go through some more um, challenging things in my life with mental health and um, you know just body image and food and s things I struggle with still to this day but have mm. really worked on um, I spirituality was just like I see I didn't 
okay, I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in anything, mm-hmm. anyone. Like, I just, I thought, okay, there's a concept out there, someone who made all of this. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, I think it was up until like 2018, where I was just kind of like, oh God, throwing around the word, like, okay, this person, I don't know, I'm saying God in this way, where yeah. I feel a little strange about it. But um, it's just that, someone in charge, right? And someone you pray to and someone who takes care of stuff and Mm. that's that. And like, um, so 2018, I was sort of, um, I went through some hurdles and this is where I had my heart broken. There was a lot of, a feeling of loss Mm. surrounding like some of my dreams as Mm. well. And I'll go into that a little more. But um, so when that happened, I was like catapulted into like, like long story short, a spiritual awakening. And I don't mean that in like a light way at all. Like I think there's like some, like spirituality is thrown around a lot. And mm-hmm. I think we all have it inside of us. We all access that spiritual yeah. essence because we're we're human beings. We have, you know, that's who we are. Yeah. Um, but I think the awakening part for me was mm-hmm. very like, um, Intense, and intense. it wasn't something I'd ever been through or seen anyone. Would you, I would you say it was transformative in a manner? Yes. Did like, it change you in a drastic way? Um, completely. Like I'm 360 degrees different. Like you know, I'm just not that same person anymore. Yeah. I think I shed a lot of um, who I am hmm. or who I thought I was, hmm. and now I'm more of who I actually am. Yeah. So I just uh, you spoke about love changes and you know parts of letting go mm. and I, I i was really fascinated about uh the conversation that you had around god because you know a lot of people think god is god is one unity mm. but there are so many branches that stem out of unity all a lot of people think god is one unity one way one truth mm. but just look at what the world is one you one unit yeah. and then we have millions of languages to communicate how we feel and then millions of ethnicities so you know i think like people need to look at that and just say wow unity say itni different branches nikli yeah and you know also about loss i want to talk about how you know happiness is not like as you said spirituality it cannot be practiced without a feeling of loss but it it's not it's like black uh, it's like hot and cold. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we always assume that love and hatred, even the part of letting go, is like hot water and cold water, but mm-hmm. they aren't that mutually exclusive. If we, if I were to feel happy all the time, yeah. then it would I would get exhausted. It would be a constant state of euphoria. I wouldn't even know what happiness is like. Mm-hmm. In order to feel happy, I need to encompass some sadness. Yeah. So I feel like for you to feel that euphoria moment you had to go through those struggles. Maybe mm. it was destined. Maybe those struggles in a, in some sort of way defined what happened. Mm. So can you just uh, speak about the dreams that you mentioned and how those affected the spiritual journey? Um, yeah, so I, I think, like, the dreams... Okay, so I... It was, like, I went to college in 2018 after taking some time off for my mental health Mm -hmm. prior to that and kind of recuperating and then um as I got there I just fell into similar patterns and ways of being that which I think about is like through the spiritual experiences I shed a lot of that Mm -hmm. later on but like as I went through that um I um 
I basically, I kept repeating these patterns. I would like, you know, get into like different kinds of dramas of life that didn't actually serve me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at the moment that like I was too young and too um, unsure of where I was going. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't really know what values I had, who I was at all. Yeah, didn't know any of that. Um, and I honestly think I went to college too early. But anyway, <laughs> so um, so when I was there, I um, I did end up leaving and that was like really difficult for me and that's what I when I talk about that that's what I refer to as the loss of the dream for me like one of the dreams that I lost because okay. yeah um, because I kind of I I left like I left education behind for a while mm-hmm. like I really like shunned it mm-hmm. and um, and I left the city that I loved I was in New York and that was where I was born and that was where everything was happening and mm-hmm. um, it was just like to me, it was just, it was like earth shaking, you know, because I went and then following that all these, like, it was more of an internal process than it was such an external loss. Yeah. But internally, I had to let go of myself, you know? I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the external process a few, because you did say that you loved um, New York and I know that um, I haven't ever been, but I, it seems like a beautiful city and I've only heard compliments. So... Tell me about uh, the experiences and how drastic they were uh, from New York to uh, Karachi and how um, how 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 people portrayed women there and mm-hmm. how different it was here. Yeah, so there's some similarities and some really stark differences. Mm-hmm. Um, the similarities, like catcalling, still a thing there. You know, <laughs> sure. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big thing, and I would like walk around and you know, I used to. It was strange when I was younger. I was like, I would there was some like aspect of it where I would feel flattered and now I'm just like I don't like I started to reject it because Mm. it just was inside of me it felt like such a like a just a it was just rude you know and it just didn't sort of nauseous like at one point yeah and so the catcalling and that kind of like just um just the way attraction kind of played out Mm -hmm. um it was similar in some ways but um of course like could also wear what you want you can like um express yourself there's certain freedom there's a lot of freedom that comes to that yes Mm -hmm. yes and i and i really long for that that is something i feel like there that the reason for me wanting to go back eventually is because in pakistan i think there's a lot we get from our culture and our society and like there are things that do serve us but there's so many that just don't anymore Mm -hmm. and they're outdated and um people people need to move on to better yeah. like yeah just like better cultures um like um <laughs> yeah like, I, I love pakistani culture yeah. no offense but like right. <laughs> there's certain parts that we really need to let go of as a toxic society mm. um i want to touch up on attraction and body image because okay. i feel like that's something that's a little uh, close to you um yeah. so body image is interesting because um people take th- let's take the term fat right mm. now people say you're fat mm. And there's immediately a negative connotation associated with that. And I just want to ask you, because every woman has been called fat, even if she wasn't in any way. Uh, If she was skinny, she was called anorexic. If she was fat, she was called fat. See see the difference in the language that even I, I think, Mm. mispronounced skinny to anorexic, fat to fat. Yeah. Fat because you're fatty. Yeah. Chubby, chubby is just like another way of saying, oh, you're just fat in a way. But there's always yeah. such a negative connotation associated right. with it. And I think that's why a lot of 
girls, a lot of women, a lot of mothers are just really, really, really tired about their body image. And they're mm-hmm. constantly navigating society. They build their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Just like fixing some illusioned flaw that they they have. Like, yeah. you know, like, I think you're beautiful. You think, I think you think I'm pretty okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, we tend to over-perceive how people perceive us. Right. So what are your views on that? So, yeah, it's interesting you're bringing this up because I thought about this before coming here today. I was like, I wonder, you know, body image is such an... And I was like, I didn't, like, think about talking about it here, but See, I feel like a, it's good that it came up, you know? This is the fight of natural conversations. Yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, um, okay, the thing with fat is, like, that term. I want to start using it in a way where it's, like, and I've started to try and do this where I've been, like, yeah, I'm like bigger now. I'm I'm a little fat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a little chubbier or whatever. Like I don't even say chubby anymore. You know, I just yes. say like if someone's fat, they're fat. But what's wrong with that? There's no negative connotation. There's nothing. Like, oh, you're fat. Like I'm a, like they're just gonna look down on you, especially here. Yeah. It's not something to be. It's mm-hmm. it's like having brown eyes. Yeah. When I have brown eyes. Right. I can be a little fat at times. You can be a little fat. That's fine. Right. We can not be at times. We can be just be fat. That's fine. Yeah. I feel like it's just. I don't know, it's just a description, yes. and they've made it into an insult. I think that's what they've done. They have, and I feel like also there is, um, like I've been listening to something recently, a podcast actually, and <laughs> it's like about um, about freedom from food problems or addiction, like mm-hmm. food, um, just str- the struggle with food, not addiction necessarily, but like your relationship with food. And um, I think that we, as women, we're so conditioned to think that like, we need to fit a mold and that mold is like this it's like it's like invisible like you I can't know. even see it and um but we're supposed to size somehow. zero yeah exactly and then there's um other than that like our bodies fluctuate throughout our lives and there's not one way or the other Definitely which is better not. or worse i think it, it is important to feel good in your skin and i think that can really vary for people like if they do like for me i feel like when i gain weight it's all right, but I don't feel the best, but it's just, I don't want to like tie my beauty to that anymore either. You know, Mm -hmm. like say I'm not beautiful anymore. Say I'm not um, worth doing all the things I love and the dreams I want to pursue. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't define who I am as a person, even though the external is so highly rewarded in our society. It is. is. Yeah. And I I really uh, like the way you spoke about beauty because a lot of people see beauty as conventional beauty types when beauty beauty is a very packed word it's very nuanced like you know i feel like so is love to be honest Mm -hmm. it's just people need to dive in beyond uh conventional standards and i feel like um in our generation people are finally starting it's also getting bad because you know with the instagram filters and everything and the the surgeries like i feel like surgeries are fine as as well as uh, as long as someone's confident in their body Mm -hmm. but you know it just promotes those stigmas so um, it's getting bad, but it's also, I guess, I guess my question is, how would one, one still feel beautiful in such a society where, you know, people are just like constantly like, you know, there's one trend right. and people are just, it looks like replicas of that trend and just women abiding to that in a way, like, mm. you know, like fat lips or having a bit butt or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. So how would you, how would I want to ask you, how do you um, keep your head strong and just say your beautifuls are mean? 
Um, it's really hard, mm. um, and especially because I'm not someone who like stays at a consistent weight or a mm. consistent way of being. Like I change a lot physically and internally, and um, yeah. I've come to find that that's I I need to appreciate. I've learned to appreciate my changes more than I appreciate the stuckness of society. Mm. You know, they're just kind of. Um, it's all about like unlearning stuff, you know? Mm. I think that's the key thing. It's like you have to, or I have to unlearn that sort of, um, that internal dialogue that yeah. I have been carrying because of where I've grown up, because of the environment, because of what people will continue to say, yeah. you know? Because if they're gonna, my environment may not reflect back to me what I feel about myself. I may feel like I'm beautiful and maybe people don't think that, you know, or they, say whatever and that will be I want I do want to get to a place where that's not that doesn't tear me down but Mm -hmm. I I will say that it is difficult um because it's definitely not I feel like um it's also okay to accept that there are days where you don't feel the best there Mm -hmm. are days where you do give in to society because it's a complex process like you know you said environment like you know you you get influenced by your environment and if you're constantly being told something and constantly being shown something right i feel like you know women as much as they try self-love it's actually a really really hard thing to do Mm. you know just bring and i think it's really important because uh only when you love yourself is when others you you can find others who who will deem you capable of love because one thing i'd want to say is anyone who is struggling with their body or um, their identity or any kind of um, anything that feels like it's even core values you know Mm. things we struggle with um, for identifying um, I I think that it's good to talk to someone you know Mm. to kind of to not hold that in um, to express that to a safe person or to feel like you can just um, share with a group of people I know that sounds a little ambitious for like some people who feel like they're like holding in something Mm -hmm. or not able to like express but really I find like I found group therapy and like just group sharing spaces to be so cathartic Um, and that's something I think I wanted to sounds beautiful because if you are connected to a close knit of people yeah and you know they have something positive to bring to the platform something that gives you advice I think that really um you know helps a human being and also I think I forgot to ask you um you're a tarot card reader yes (laughs) how does that work can you explain more about that yes um so tarot card readings um so I I'm pretty new to it but I am starting it kind of professionally soon so I don't know how that's gonna go I'm I'm really excited (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely um and it's um basically like okay so I think of tarot as like a lot of people think of it as like a predictive thing Mm -hmm. and it can be and I think but I think it's more useful as like just a tool to gain insight into yourself um so um you can ask questions, right? General questions about any aspect of your life. Hmm. Um, it could be future-based. It could be the present moment. It could be the past, right? Um, but uh, I just feel that it's not so much about like, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and that. It's not like so like set in stone. It's more like the general energy around what you're experiencing hmm. or what you will experience. So it can give you kind of an idea, but it's not... Um, definitive so yeah i get what you mean yeah. i have this friend uh, my best friend actually and she she's really into manifestations mm. and uh, i was initially i was a little you know um doubtful about it i was like oh what is this like you know does this even work right. 
and she made me try one. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> I don't want to tell anyone about the manifestation, <laughs> but it worked. So awesome. I definitely have become more spiritual over time. And mm. I feel like, you know, a lot of people mis- have this misconception that mis- if you're spiritual, you have to be away from God. Or like, mm. like you know, especially here, you know, if you're uh, spiritual, yes, you can have like, but a lot of people don't understand that being spiritual brings you closer to God too, mm. like in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's a be- pretty beautiful thing, I think. Um, and yeah (laughs) yeah it's a wonderful thing and like even to explore it like not to um feel because i feel like spirituality can be so many different things it's so Mm. all-encompassing like whether it involves god or like some other like the source because i ask this to all of my guests okay okay what does your personal female angle mean to you what does that mean like personal female angle i think Hmm. that's a good question um, I would say for me, the thing that comes to mind is probably how I evolved in my spiritual journey mm-hmm. through um, a lot of grieving. Mm-hmm. And not, not to say that you have to like experience a bunch of loss to evolve, but like it is it was a key part in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, letting go in that process, because once you lose something, you have to just set it free, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, ah, that's hard to answer. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I answered that right. No, 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 <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I get it. Like, you know, like uh, the female angle to you is your spiritual journey and yeah. how you evolved to the human being you are today, exactly. which is phenomenal. Yeah. So I think on that note, um, will end this podcast thank you so much for joining me i had so much fun talking to you and i feel like we spoke about very like um very like useful things like you know things that are deep things that people don't really go into Mm. so i'm really glad that you're here yes thank you so much this was so much fun (laughs) thank you zermeen 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 i like